0: Hey, Michael. Yeah. I need you to do a spoiler and explicit in, uh, intro. Yeah, just do that.
1: Okay. Beware, listeners. The following podcast will contain spoilers and explicit language. Here, listen to this. This is an example. My all time favorite scene in this particular movie is one, one of us self proclaimed fuck up. I don't want it there. <laughs> you idiot why did you do that (laughs) wow what a show you guys are in for a treat I'm sure glad that I was a part of it are you now I hope that you guys
0: but how can you know it's in the future you're that confident huh yeah I'm just
1: that confident I totally
0: start the episode Michael
1: (laughs) (laughs) okay uh Theme music I got it down, I remember how it goes now <laughs> Can I just use that? <laughs> Hello, welcome to the Mostly Movies Podcast This is a podcast where we talk about TV shows <laughs> That was quick. That's not normally where I space. (laughs) Hello, listeners. (laughs) Is that what I normally say?
0: (laughs) Hello, This (laughs) drink has done something to your brain.
1: Well, yeah, I'm growing like fungus in it. Oh, gross. From the mushrooms. Don't do that. Hello, welcome to the Mostly Movies podcast. This is a podcast where we talk about TV shows, video games, and tongue licking people's ears.
0: Whoa, okay.
1: Yeah, but mostly movies. Uh, My name is Michael, and with me, as always, is, is
0: Disturbed Brian. Yeah. I didn't realize we were doing that today. And tonight. Just to be clear, are we tongue licking other people's earholes or ourselves? How are you going to tongue lick your own earhole? Well, how are you going to tongue lick someone else's earhole?
1: Be much, much easier than tongue licking your own.
0: Well, see, this is why I want the clarification.
1: Other people's earholes. Okay. That's what we're doing right now.
0: Oh so it's sort of like ASMR but grosser. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. I am now not on board, but at least I know what we're up to now.
1: Okay. Tonight's movie is American Ultra and American Ultra is a two thousand fifteen American action comedy film directed by Nima Nematode? No Nima <laughs> Are you sure he's not a Nematode? Nor Nora Zita.
0: I'm going to call him nematode. And
1: written by Ma- Max Landis. The Star Films, Jesse Eisenberg, Kristen Stewart, Topher Grace, Connie Britton, Walton Goggins, John Leguizamo, Bill Pullman, and Tony Hale. But!
0: Before we get an auto only, of uh, <laughs> now my drink's doing things to my brain.
1: We're going to talk about some of the other things that we've done in the world of video games, movies, TV shows, and the like. I'll pass Mostly it video to Mostly video
0: games, it sounds like from previous conversations before for, we start
1: recording. For you. For you, well, you too. I have something else that I was I mentioned. Oh, you have one of the first things I talked about when I showed up here. Well, here you go first then. Me? Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, Well, this week, well, two weeks ago to you guys, uh, on Amazon Prime, a television show was released called The Boys.
0: Oh, yeah, yes. You were you were telling, or was it you that was telling me about this?
1: I don't know. I don't remember now. Somebody. I have been looking forward to it. It uh, has Carl Urban. In it, he's doing his all-natural Australian accent in in this. Is
2: Carl Urban Australian?
1: He is. Do you I, know who that is?
0: I do know who Carl Urban is. He was, uh, he, was he was Bones in Star Trek, yeah. Yeah, and, and uh, he was he was Judge Dredd, wasn't he?
1: Yeah, that too. And he was Scourge and he's from Thor Australian? Ragnarok. He was doing his Australian accent in Thor Ragnarok too. I had no idea. Right? He's like he's already a really really good actor. But I think that he's even better when he's doing his regular Australian accent.
0: Props to him. Didn't notice at all.
1: <laughs> anyway, I've been watching that. I'm five out of eight episodes in. And. Is it good? It is good. Like, I have trouble with television shows nowadays. Just like the way that stories are told is much longer format storytelling. So there's less action and more just dialogue and people talking so yeah i it it's tough to capture my attention but i'm getting through this one and i'm enjoying it well good
0: i i know kind of the <coughs> vagues of the plot it's super it's basically the
1: show powers but better mm, i don't know i never saw that it's basically you take the idealism from most superhero stories And you just get super cynical about it. It's like what superheroes would actually be like if they existed in today's world. And companies would, like, monetize them. And so they would be superheroes doing their superhero thing. But they would also work for this corporation that creates, like, action figures and movies on them. So they're also these huge celebrities that then get sent out on these missions by companies.
0: Yeah, this sounds a lot like Powers then so far.
1: And... Then they also kind of have these squeaky clean personas, just like a lot of celebrities do, I guess. Remember the movie, uh, what was the movie we did? Hail Caesar? Hail Caesar. It's like that.
0: And they've got fixers to kind of keep everything quiet, essentially?
1: Kind of, yeah. Like the big head of the the corporation kind of pulls strings and makes sure that everybody looks like perfect, you know? Right. But then behind the scenes, then, you know, they're not as perfect as everybody thinks they are. And then so,
0: the the plot is there's a small group that's trying to take down this whole operation essentially, yeah?
1: Kind of, yeah. The, sure. My understanding before I watched it was that it was their job to keep these superheroes in check, like superheroes were illegal or something. I don't remember where I heard that, but hmm. it's really more like they're just... Uh,
0: they're just fed up with this? Yeah. Okay. I guess that's that's because that yeah that was the vibe I got for like the one trailer I saw
1: sort of like the main dude that you follow his girlfriend gets killed by one of these superheroes so he's just got a vendetta out against this guy ah okay and so they're he's trying to take them all down and Carl Urban is helping oh good uh so yeah that's what I've been up to well, cool. what have you been up to Brian
0: I've been doing a lot of gaming hmm? VR gaming
1: what? I know. You didn't tell me that you bought a VR? I've been here for like two hours.
0: <laughs> I wanted to mention it on the show so that we wouldn't get distracted until after the show. Oh,
1: uh, that's probably a good idea.
0: But yeah, no, I've, I bought a bunch of games, but I've only been playing Beat Saber <laughs> so oh,
1: far. <laughs> Beat Saber is definitely the best. I've had like different groups of people over and played through like all of them that I have. And every time we always like get onto Beat Saber and then that is just the rest of the evening. It's, it's such just great people game, switching isn't it? Out playing Beat Saber. It's just so much fun. So you got the Oculus I one? got the
0: Oculus Quest, yeah. So it's its its own thing Stand and I alone. can take it everywhere.
1: Did you get Robo Recall? I got Robo Recall. Oh, good, because I've been itching to play that ever since I played that for the first time. I'll Come let on.
0: you play that first, but we got we to gotta do some Beat Saber because I figured out how to side load custom songs on oh. there. <gasps>
1: There's, awesome there, there's
0: some pretty fun ones okay, on there cool i'm looking i, I won't give them all away but uh one of them i think you'll enjoy is the gangham style Oh, okay because <laughs> yeah. it, it forces you to kind of do, do- the dance okay <laughs> so, cross your
1: arms and yeah got it so you want to just like name off all of them all the games that you bought
0: uh sure i got robo recall i got beat saber i got uh well, I bought a thing called Virtual Desktop so I could connect to my computer and then I can play Steam VR stuff. Right. Uh, and I there's don't...
1: a bunch of little free ones that you can do on Steam, right?
0: Yes, but the only one I've actually tested so far that works is The Lab. We played that at yeah. uh, Mutual Friends Place. Yeah. Who will <laughs> he not will... be named. Yeah, he will... who will not be named. Uh, so I got that so I could show Matt mainly because I know he'll love that one. Mm-hmm. By the way, Matt, if you're listening, uh, come, come visit like right if now. I, if, yeah, if I haven't invited you over already, sorry about that. I don't know what I was thinking. Uh, I've, I've got some VR stuff for you to
1: try. <laughs> He's probably going to listen to this in like two months or something and <laughs> show up at your house and you're like, uh, what are you doing here? He's like, you invited me over. You said come over right now. Uh, well, so.
0: First of all, Michael said come over right now. Oh, yeah, which I I'm didn't.
1: probably not here right now, if no, you're listening to this right not. now. Okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm excited about that. Let's also, get...
0: Well, hold on. I also bought a game called Moss, which is like a oh, little mouse yeah, yeah. that the runs little, around and does puzzles. Oh, yeah, little mouse one. Have yeah. you tried any of that? I haven't tried any of Moss yet, uh, but it looks it looks fun. And then... No. Okay, wait. Yeah, that, that that's all I bought, I think. Oh, okay. But I was going to get the Vader Immortal one and the Space Pirate Trainer. <laughs> oh,
1: I, I haven't don't... heard of either of those
0: I I know very little about them, but they they look great. I'm planning to get them eventually.
1: But just real quick, on the PlayStation side, VR, I actually was going through all of my games because I Mm -hmm. got my external hard drive, and I realized that the Rise of Tomb Raider, which is a game I already have, has a VR component. Oh, really? It It just had the little logo with the PlayStation VR. So I haven't tried that one out yet. But then also August's Games of the Month for PlayStation Plus. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, Wipeout HD is going to be free, and that one is now compatible with PlayStation VR. Wipeout
0: so. is the hydro
1: boat racing one? No. They look kind of like boats, but it's more like a, what's that Nintendo game with Captain Falcon? Oh, F-Zero? Yeah, it's more like that. But it is on water? No. No? They're on like floating tracks, like F-Zero. Okay. What but, am I thinking of then?
0: It was always in the arcades. You sat down in one of them and. Hydro Thunder. Hydro Thunder. That's oh, yeah. it. Yeah. That was that a good game one. That was
1: freaking awesome. Anyway. Okay. All right. Let's, yes. Uh,
0: moving on to the actual show.
1: Yes. So, uh, let's start out by talking about our history with, uh, with right. the. Right. You've seen
0: this before. Yes. Yes. You own it.
1: So, yeah. Well, I do own it. So, my complete history would be I went and saw it in summer of 2015. So I went and saw that like right when it came out, because I had seen the ads and I thought that it looked really good. I won't tell you what I thought of it, because right, of course, that's at the end, yeah. But I mean, I did end up buying it, so that kind of speaks for itself. But I didn't buy it right when it came out on Blu-ray because when Hastings, our local Hastings, was going under, they were having all of those big sales on Blu-rays, and I ended up getting it for like three bucks. So. I was like, yeah, I remember enjoying that movie. It's worth three bucks. So I bought it and we watched my personal copy of it. What's your...
0: I have not story? seen this before. I would not heard about it before. I think I saw a trailer back in the day and didn't care about it then. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think that's it. Because I had not heard of it, anything about it since. It kind of just came and went and that was it.
1: Right. It, it was kind of forgotten, it seems, by yeah. a lot of people even though it was sort of a big summer release when yeah. it happened okay. uh,
0: here uh next is the plot synopsis but i don't want you to look at the wiki i want you to give me a plot synopsis off the top of your head okay so as close to one paragraph as you can
1: okay so uh no looking at your phone this is that's all box office stuff okay. i'm just trying to remember jesse eisenberg's name mike howell Mike Howell. Okay. Was it Howell? I think yes. it was Howell. Something like that. Yes, you're correct. That's okay. what it was. Okay. So, <clears throat> Mike Howell is a self proclaimed fuck up. <laughs> 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 he just works at a convenience store and lives in this small town and suffers from panic attacks, so he can't go anywhere. And he feels like he's holding his girlfriend back because. They can't go on vacations or anything and he feels responsible for it until one day he finds out that he's a sleeper agent for the cia and a lot of chaos ensues when the government tries to take him out
0: perfect there you go yeah huzzah cool
1: let's uh talk about the box office
0: yes uh tell me what the audience thought of this first
1: uh, wait, we're doing critics before box office. That's not what I meant to say at all. <laughs> <laughs> tell t- tell me what it made. Okay. American Ultra grossed fourteen point four million dollars in North America and fifteen point eight in other territories for a worldwide total of thirty point two million dollars against a budget of twenty eight million dollars.
0: Okay, so made its money back, but just barely. Kind of
1: that can be kind of deceiving, though, because... Because a lot of marketing and whatnot. Yeah, rule of thumb is that you take what is advertised as the budget, double that to include marketing and stuff, and then that's the actual full budget of the movie. So this movie was pretty unsuccessful, actually. Mm, okay. It lost money, at least.
0: That's a shame. Okay, um, now the critics.
1: Okay. Critical Tell me what the response. audience thought. Audience first. Yes. CinemaScore announced that the audience gave the film an average grade of a B minus on an A to F scale.
0: Hmm. So not great, uh, but not bad. By,
1: by cinema score standards, that's pretty low. I would say that a lot of pretty mediocre movies can even get an A or a B. Oh, so okay. So audiences, they were kind of lukewarm on it, I would gotcha. say.
0: And the critics?
1: Critics were not super favorable on it. Rotten Tomatoes gave the film, well, I mean, I should clarify, Rotten Tomatoes does not score movies. They get a bunch of scores from all over the internet, and they give it a percentage based on the total. Mm -hmm. People get confused by that. Anyway, on Rotten Tomatoes, it has a 42% based on 170 Mm -hmm. reviews with an average rating of 5.37 out of 10. And the consensus reads, American Ultra has some interesting ideas, but like its stoned protagonist, it's too easily distracted to live up to its true potential
0: harsh <laughs> all right next yeah. thing then uh give us the beginning scene of the movie
2: oh okay just
0: jump right into that
1: from there so you you took notes i, I felt t- pretty confident that i didn't need to take notes because i'd seen this movie like three or four times oh, okay previous well, all right
0: I'll, I'll give you the opening scene then okay so we're in a typical police well not police but it's a questioning room, right? It's got the, the ah, two-way yes. glass, and it's got Jesse Eisenberg sitting there, handcuffed mm-hmm. to a table. And he's looking pretty beat up. He's very beat up. And then some agent guy comes in with a f- bunch of pictures, and it's like, all right, did this all happen? Yeah, <laughs>
1: where do you want to start? Yeah. And you see all these crime scene photos, and then he's basically remembering, and we Yeah, it's rewind. like a
0: Memento-style flashback. Yes, actually Memento, very but...
1: similar to that kind of. Or that reverse murder scene from Gothica <laughs> <laughs> don't
0: ever remind me of that movie ever again,
1: <laughs> oh damn it, I forgot I wanted to go through like the actors one by one and talk about how you thought they did in the movie because then we could kind of highlight all right some things that we did and didn't like.
0: How about this then? We can give it on a scale from uh terrible meh or good, and we'll just run through them real quick
1: okay uh jesse eisenberg meh okay uh <laughs> next i i can agree with that i kind of like some of the more subtle things that jesse eisenberg does but he is a pretty one-note actor he's that yeah he's the self, same guy every time yeah he's that self-conscious sort of
0: he reminds me anxiety of how
1: beta male kind uh of.
0: shoot who's who's uh scott pilgrim Michael Sarah. Yeah, it reminds me of yeah, how it, Michael Sarah does his acting.
1: In fact, a lot of people confuse Jesse Eisenberg and Michael Sarah. But anyway, moving on, we got Kristen Stewart. Uh, meh. Meh. Yeah. Okay, I, I thought that she was pretty good. <laughs> what was that? Of course, I'm com- comparing to Twilight, in which she. Has oh, like, if
0: we're comparing to Twilight, then she's good. She's really. I,
1: I, I actually saw some emotion
0: hot. come off her face. Right,
1: yeah, but uh, um, I kind of dug one, her, uh, her kind of grungy stoner girl with the dyed red hair. Thought she was pretty attractive. Yeah, I, I'll bet you did, Michael. <laughs> uh, yeah, she was good. Let's go to Topher Grace. Speaking of which, I'm this is our with... third. Kinda... Yeah,
0: it's third Topher Grace one.
1: Yeah, what'd you think of him in this one? Uh, good. He was. Uh, he was I liked He was yeah. real
0: Weasley. He was real Weasley. In this one. He kind of, remi- a little bit, kind of like his, uh, in Spider-Man 3. Oh, yeah. Just, just a little bit. Exactly. But not too much.
1: It yeah. worked out well. Almost as over the top as that, yeah. we'll say. How about uh, Connie Britton? I don't know who that was. She was the woman that was trying to help Jesse Eisenberg.
0: Oh. Meh.
1: Meh? I'd, yeah. That scene at the end, when they're in the rain, and she's wearing like that, tight sweater and she's like for her age i don't know how old she is but she was do
0: me a favor and look up her age real quick okay <laughs> let me see i, w- I want to see the look on your face she's 52 all right now Michael, 52 now okay. yeah so and five years was... ago
1: she was 47 okay no well, yeah no, that's right 47 yeah she was looking real good actually for uh for her age,
0: hear that cougars out there in the world. Mike, Michael's coming for you, Locky Doz. Specifically in
1: that scene, and at the in the very last scene too. Okay, Walton Goggins. Uh, good. Speaking of Walton Goggins, again, third Three, movie, third, third one. <laughs> yeah, we're uh, both the, actually both topher Grace and Walton Goggins were in Predators together. That's true. Too.
0: That's true. That's true. <laughs> No uh, one's going to get that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Somebody is going to get it, and they're going to laugh. What Did you already say what you thought of Walton Goggins? Yeah, good. Good. He's good in everything. Yeah. I like him. Uh, John Leguizamo. He was Rose? Yeah. Was that his name? Oh. The drug dealer? Uh, meh. He was funny. He, he was funny, but uh, I yeah, liked I, him a lot.
0: Whatever. He's fine.
1: Okay, Bill Pullman. He was like the head CIA dude. Head C-
0: Oh, uh, Kruger, I guess? Yeah. Uh, Wait, was that
1: him or was that the girl? What? No, she was Lassiter, the girl. Yeah, yeah.
0: So, he, uh, meh, I guess. Okay. Yeah, I'll, I'm
1: good with that. He was, he did what he had to do. Yeah, he wasn't in it much, really. But, uh, and Tony Hale, Who's Buster Blue. Oh, Buster. Yeah. Uh,
0: I like him, but it he kind of meh for me. He didn't. Bit. He didn't have a
1: whole lot to do. No. Okay.
0: Yeah. I, I enjoyed
1: watching him though. Basically, we got a lot of uh, well-known actors in this. Yeah, deal. we do. And they were f- pretty fair across the board, correct? Yeah, I, I don't think anyone had poor acting. Yeah. It wasn't, like, cable television acting, at least. No, not terrible. All of them deserved to be on the big screen. We'll just say that. Sure. Okay, let's jump back into the plot. All right. So we rewind three days, right? And we have a voiceover from Jesse Eisenberg talking about how he lives in this small town he has a girlfriend they were the perfect fucked up couple in she, that was she was perfect and he was fucked up yeah and he wanted to make that last forever so he was going to propose he had this whole plan to go to hawaii and propose there and then he fucked that up too right
2: mm-hmm.
1: this is super super random but there was this one shot that i really liked at the beginning. It was just a standard placement shot, like it tells you where you are, where the scene is taking place, but it's just a parking lot. And then you see the shadow of an airplane going over the parking lot, letting you know that you're at an airport. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. For some reason, that shot stood out to me as, that was pretty clever. You know, you could just have like a series of shots, like an airport terminal and an airplane and stuff like that, but it was just one shot done in a creative way and i liked that
0: yeah i see what you mean because then they didn't have to do the whole real scene at the airport or anything Yeah,
1: those kind of shots can be super generic and forgettable but when done well they don't have to be is basically what my point is anyway
0: rather they're forgettable
1: in a good way where you don't have
0: to think about it to know where you're at
1: i mean if you're watching a movie there's establishing shots all the time right yeah like if you have a seen at a cafe they'll normally show the outside of the cafe before it goes inside and you have the scene okay yeah yeah but you don't generally remember those shots unless but, it's like
0: a super weird looking cafe
1: but or it happens to be one that you recognize and you're like hey i've been there i don't know there's something there's something about creative establishing shots that put a movie over the top and it makes it more memorable to me okay edgar wright on. does those really well yeah by does. the way
0: and he does them really fast yes
1: okay so basically they're at the airport right mm-hmm. how about you you explain how this scene takes
0: place. uh he has a panic attack because uh, he does that every time he tries to leave town uh mm-hmm. so they have to go home it's sad he burns an omelet it's sad again
1: and, yeah and he tries to play some hawaiian music to sort of recreate hawaii because they weren't able to go yeah and And then the
0: spy stuff starts to kick in and then there's this whole conspiracy plot and
1: okay they will give me your i I know but give me your favorite scene
0: because i don't want to go through this whole movie
1: okay i want to just say the first 20 minutes of this movie i absolutely love it's a complete five out of five for me the way that they set up these characters to be super relatable and super likable, but realistic at the same time. Does that make sense? I
0: suppose. Uh, yeah. Okay. Wait. Wait. Yeah. W- when Rose is introduced, for example, mm-hmm. when you see the text come in, I thought for sure he was he's cheating. Cheating, yeah. right? But I then, think
1: that was absolutely intentional. But yeah, then you're like, Oh, he's, he's trying his firework to. Firework dealer, I guess. Firework slash drug dealer. Oh, yeah. But the point is, is they bait and switched you into thinking he's unfaithful to. Oh, he's trying to salvage. This idea to propose to her as much as possible, which was cool, and I thought the line was super funny. They like park. They meet outside oh, of yeah. the strip club, and Rose is like, "Hey, you want to drop some ass and go to the titty bar?" He's like, "It's it's like eight fifteen in the morning." <laughs> <laughs> uh, but my all-time not well, I mean, my favorite For this
0: movie. Yeah. Your all-time favorite scene. My
1: all-time favorite scene in this particular movie is. At night, they're just kind of like out in this field looking up at the stars. Oh, okay. And on the road a ways down, there's this car that has just run headlong into a tree. Looked like a beetle, I think, like a beetle
0: car. Yeah.
1: And there's just this perfect symbolism that's set up for this image of a car that's run into a tree. But it's also kind of like a super stonery thought at the same time. Very super stonery thought. Uh, but he makes it work somehow it like really gets to me every time i see it actually Um, i
0: i know what you mean because i i had a little twinge of that as well yeah so so i I can't make fun of you for that one unfortunately i'm i'm waiting for my moment here to try and (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> I, I gotta bring the funny somehow i'll make fun of michael that's what i'll do but oh yeah. dang it he's brought up a good scene i can't do that well
1: there maybe there's some scenes that we didn't like so much that we could make fun of oh something. okay
0: uh, speaking of no i want to i want to oh. linger
1: on this for a little bit okay. because i, I want to try and convey why this is such a good scene all if right. you haven't already seen the movie so it shows all these emergency vehicles and there's a shot of just this tree this lone tree right next to the road and then this car whose hood is just completely caved in. And Jesse Eisenberg is like, "Hey, this I'm just thinking about this thing and he's like getting all worked up. And uh Kristen Stewart asks what he's talking about and he says, "So this car has been like moving around a lot, right? Like it was produced in this factory and then it got shipped somewhere in the country and Then got bought by this dude who probably drove it around all over the place so basically there's a lot of moving going on but this whole time for years this tree has just been sitting here stopping it's just it's just been stopping for years and then one day it ran into this it met this thing that it just thought it didn't want moving anymore and it's like mm -mm, you're not gonna you're not gonna do that and so this tree just stopped this car that has been doing all of this moving and he's basically correlating the tree and the car to him not being able to go anywhere and he's keeping Kristen stewart from being able to go anywhere and live a more adventurous life basically right yep did i explain that all right you explained that
0: pretty well perfectly i would say yes cool great scene. i I relived it a little bit in my head and i didn't
1: like it that does that shot of the car in the tree stick in your mind?
0: I I mean, now that you're talking about it a bunch, yeah, I suppose it does.
1: It's perfect symbolism for uh just done really really well. Anyway, great great scene. Let's move on from it though. Okay. What do you want to talk about? Either your favorite scene or you have one you want to make fun of or something?
0: <laughs> uh Yes, there is one scene I want to make fun of a little bit. Okay, and they make fun of it within the movie itself, so I know it's intentional, but still, See, it
1: irks me just a bit. <laughs> I think you know which one I'm talking about already. You talking about the scene in the prison? Yeah. They lock Walton Goggins up. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, that was definitely intentional because they like uh... they even bring it up, and the screenwriter of the movie does that the screenwriter max landis that's he his knows, or i don't know he just knows how to write a screenplay i guess he follows the rules really well where he always sets up stuff and then pays it off later if okay. that makes any sense in fact i listened to this sure. podcast with him on it once where it was like after justice league came out or something and he was like this is how i would have written justice league and it would have been way better and he Came up with like an entire plot for a movie that was like epic and completely different from the Justice League that we got, but in the like off the top of his head.
0: Well, how how soon after was the movie released w- when he did the podcast? Because he could have been thinking about it for a little while.
1: That's true. He probably had that prepared before he went on the show. Probably, but uh, at least a little bit. Anyway. Uh, what? Uh, anyway, you say your thing. Yes. Okay. So
0: the scene in question. At this point, uh, freaking I can't think of either one of his names right now. The laugher? No. Freaking Jesse Eisenberg. <laughs> okay. Mike Howell. Mike Howell. Jesse Eisenberg. Mr. Jesse Howell yeah. is he's he's been activated at this point, but he kind of only sort of knows. His body remembers, yeah. but his mind doesn't. It's
1: like his subconscious is really really proficient but his stoner brain is still it's there it's getting in the way a bit yeah. yeah
0: and he has a, a fight with walton goggins in a prison cell and he they lock walton, walton goggins in the prison cell with the gun mm-hmm. and he just points to the gun and goes gun <laughs> <laughs> and walton goggins he is like oh yeah i do have that <laughs> picks, picks it up, up starts shooting at him mm-hmm. and then later in the movie not that much later Chris stewart's like you
1: don't just point to the gun and be like hey you could use that yeah and if it had just been that one thing then you could have been like that was kind of dumb but yeah, there were it, two instances that he wrote in there and then paid off later uh, or brought up. what was the other one when the other hit woman that was there to attack them she's like shooting at them as they're leaving the police station and then she runs out after oh, him and it's right. just like no wait and he's like oh okay and stops and then she's like, yeah, when someone's trying to kill you and just says, wait, you don't say, oh, okay, what do you want to talk about? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, a lot of funny stuff mixed in with the action. Still, that
0: that kind of, okay, I, I I know it's a good scene. I'm not going to say it's a bad scene or anything like that. But when actors in scenes do that stupid logic, mm-hmm. it does bother me because it's, uh, I mean, okay. Allow me to explain why it bothers me so much. Okay. I do it constantly. <laughs> <laughs> so it's realistic then. It's relatable and I hate it.
1: <laughs> I hate seeing it because I go like, oh, I've done that. Oh, Can we talk about another uh, funny bit that right. I really like? Yeah,
0: go ahead. What, what,
1: what? So the very, very first action scene, I guess, when he takes out those two guys oh, that yeah, are yeah. attaching the bomb to his car.
0: Yeah, with like the spoon and the... Yeah, he he shoots the other guy with his own gun, doesn't he?
1: And then he calls his girlfriend because he's like, "Oh no, I just killed these two people, and I'm freaking out about it. I'm going to just start pissing in my pants." And she shows up, and he has a line where (laughs) he says, "And I quote: So I I shot that guy in the head, and this this other guy, I just sort of spooned him in the neck, and then his shit just ended." The way that he said that was so good. I I constantly laugh at that every time I see it.
0: It does make me wonder if Jesse Eisenberg is a stoner in real life.
1: Oh, he's got to be. Actually, I don't
0: know. He just he he seems like it though, doesn't he? He plays
1: one pretty well. But so does uh so does Kristen Stewart.
0: I don't know. That's a different kind of stoner.
1: <laughs> Maybe they're actors and they can just act. You've cracked like the code, Michaels. <laughs> uh. Anyway, yeah. You have any? Any other scenes that you'd like to highlight? Uh, I feel like
0: there was one. Hold on. Let me look look over my notes. Uh, Car explodes. I ain't dying from no monkey disease. That was funny. Uh, I could probably break this (laughs) log. Dude, that was good too. Yeah. Okay. okay, What was his name? Rose? His real name? John Leguizamo. Okay. Yeah, him. He had all the moments where I actually kind of chuckled at. Hmm. Or he was a part of them anyway But otherwise I don't think I actually laughed At anything during this movie You didn't laugh at the spoon him in the neck No thing? I laughed at you you didn't, <laughs> you didn't
1: laugh at the part where They're just kind of talking in the parking lot And then that plastic bag Flies up into the air in the background And just like lands on his car and it explodes
0: Oh that, I didn't realize that's what triggered it No yeah. I didn't even
1: see that Yeah Wow <laughs> Okay I think that The movie does go downhill a bit after the first forty-five minutes or so, because the action cranks up more and the there's less and less comedy that works for me. Yeah, that's when the
0: conspiracies start to kick in a little more, because then we find out Kristen Stewart's a plant as
1: well. Yeah, she was like she was his handler, but then she actually fell in love with him and decided to stay. I felt like that whole subplot was kind of shoehorned in, and the whole plot would have been more entertaining with the two of them together figuring this out, flying by the seat of their pants. We have no idea what the hell is going on. A little bit more like Baby Driver? Mm, No, not like Baby Driver. I, I think the back and forth of them worked so well because neither of them are spies, but Jesse Eisenberg can kick all kinds of ass, right? So She's it, kind of a spy. Exactly. I think it would have been better if she wasn't a spy. If she was just a normal person having authentic reactions to all of this craziness that would be more relatable for us, you know? Uh, she would be yeah. more of the, the... What's the word? Kind of a stand-in for the audience.
0: Sure...
1: I don't know. Does that J- make any sense? It does. I I know what you're getting at. It's like in a in a spy movie, let's take Mission Impossible for example. Mm-hmm. There's always that person that's the stand-in for the audience that comments on all of this superheroic or just crazy shit that's going on in the movie. In the Mission Impossible franchise, that would be Simon Pegg. Okay. Yeah. Right? I think that the second half of this movie lacks that character. And Jesse you, Eisenberg's kind
0: of that character. You, you
1: could say that, yeah, but then he kind of goes all in on that uh on that badass spy at the end or murderer. <laughs> <laughs> I'll I'll I will say that the scene on the phone when Jesse Eisenberg answers the phone and he's talking to <laughs> to Topher Grace though. That was, was good. pretty fucking fun. Hi <laughs> <laughs> Uh yeah,
0: that one was good. No for grace by the way he does a villain very well
1: he does but he also does just sort of an everyday guy good guy kind of well too
0: uh yes but i think i've in the two movies i've seen him in where he's the villain i think i like him better as the villain because he's still that kind of everyday
1: guy three movies where he's the villain i'm uh, assuming you're talking about spider-man 3 yeah. and this one what, what, what about f- predators shoot i forgot because that's the thing because for most of the movie he's that stand-in guy for the audience yeah that comments on all the craziness that's going on but then at the end then he flip-flops and he is the villain but i think he's better as the normal guy in that one spoiler alert for predators by the way
0: <laughs> if you yeah we, we did a podcast on it you, you can go back and listen to that if, if you want i don't know we're watch predators. Or that's yeah, that's probably the better option, honestly.
1: Okay, so how does the how does the movie end? Let's just get that done. Uh, movie
0: ends with. Let me find it in my notes so I can remember. Because they they catch up to current day, right? Mm-hmm. They they defeat the Topher Grace guy.
1: They. Oh, they have the big finale in the Max Goods.
0: Yeah, with the firework car and Laffer's chasing him around and Topher I, Grace is losing his I shit. I
1: really liked that that continuous shot, by the way, where he's running around the the grocery store and he's taking people out with everyday appliances. That is, like I, I, I do enjoy whenever they do. a stack of frozen that. hamburgers yeah. and stuff like that. I
0: have not seen the last two John Wick movies, but I do <sighs> enjoy whenever they do the... Holy you know, you just shit. Dude, to kill someone
1: with a you know, MacGyver style essentially. Dude, there's a scene in John Wick Chapter 3 that takes place in a knife shop. Oh, there you that go. That is freaking phenomenal. Well, those are
0: knives though. I I always appreciate when it's done with like here's an eraser. Oh, yeah, <laughs> Or yeah. something weird. Like
1: Yeah, that scene where he's like uh the uh Mike Howell, he he was armed with a spoon. Yeah, just he's like a, a fucking spoon? <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, his lung
0: exploded. That's not how that works. Your, your <laughs>
1: lungs aren't in your neck. No, I I know, but I I stabbed him in the neck and he couldn't breathe, so his lungs exploded. I don't know why I know that, but okay. Is uh, that how
0: that works? By the way, I actually have no idea.
1: Uh, I guess so. I assume so. I don't know.
0: We'll just trust uh, Jesse Eisenberg on this, I
1: guess. So, if you can't, it doesn't matter. Let's not. <laughs> well, because the muscles
0: would still try to breathe in. But then they wouldn't. So maybe they would implode,
1: or maybe you just pass out, from lack of oxygen, and then die.
0: Well, because the muscles would still try very hard to expand the lung. But you or maybe it would explode because it would
1: just tear the lung apart. Maybe you create like a vacuum or something. Then it would implode. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> anyway,
0: uh, so so we catch up to, to current day after they've done all that, and we see them being like a spy couple now essentially
1: yeah they uh they take out the bad guys he proposes in the parking lot with all the cops there she says yes
0: and they get tased
1: yeah and then they're like hey we want you to be an agent and you're gonna do some some badass adventures and stuff
0: yeah and then he goes and kills some Asians. so he, he basically becomes a john wick but for the government yes A stoner john wick for the government
1: i know it sounds super cool doesn't it Actually I kind of
0: would like to see a movie a sequel, a, a right? Sequel, yeah. It
1: it seems like it's setting up a sequel that we're never going to see because this movie wasn't financially successful.
0: Yeah. Speaking of though, the the end credits, the mm-hmm. animated bit where you basically get to see the killing of the agents fight through his little comics that he draws.
1: What was it? Uh, Apollo Ape? Yes, that was that's the comic that he likes yeah. drawing. And- that that was that was clever. I like that cuz you know yeah, it's just Another like his thing, next I mean, mission, but it's all in animated form.
0: Yeah, I, I do appreciate when movies do that as well, where the ending credits is actually something you stick around for and watch because mm-hmm. there's actually something you want to see as opposed to just names going across the screen. Yeah. Okay, so that's about it, right? Uh, Yeah. I do kind of wonder what happened to Laffer and Buster, but they don't really specify. Laffer uh, just straight up disappears.
1: Well, Lasseter, she had said... You shouldn't do anything with, with Peter what's-his-face, because he didn't do anything wrong. So I I assume that nothing bad happened to him? Probably nothing to bad, Buster. no,
0: but still, I would have liked
1: to see And then something. Laffer probably got locked up or put in some kind of mental asylum or something like that.
0: I don't know. I mean, he did just disappear. Maybe he went back to normal life?
1: Oh. Yeah, I didn't even consider that. And maybe he got away. I don't know. Okay. Uh, you should give your final review, and I'll give my final review. Okay.
0: My final review for this movie
1: is a.
0: I'm stalling. I don't actually know. <laughs> for, for dramatic effect? Do uh, you want a drum roll? Sure. Give me a drum roll. Oh, yeah, on. take, take your
1: glass glass stuff there. You got to decide. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> uh, what are you hovering around?
0: I. I I'm the one who made the rule about no halvesies.
1: I know, but I'm assuming that it's somewhere in the middle. It's like a middle ground to Between you. two and three, yeah. Okay, so either a high two or a low three uh, uh, for you?
0: Uh, we'll say three. We'll say three because oh, so I didn't hate three. this movie, mm-hmm. but I'm never going to watch it again.
1: Yeah, Yeah. not by choice at least. If it was on, yeah, it, I'd still leave the room.
0: <laughs> oh, you would? Just because I've got other stuff I can do. Right. Like It's not like I'm leaving because it's this movie that's on, but at the same time, I've seen it. It's fine. Whatever. I'll go do other stuff.
1: I kind of feel the same way as you. I think I will... I'll give it a middle-of-the-road 3 out of 5. Because, like I said, the beginning of this movie, it's really, really good to me. I love it. And then it doesn't keep that strength throughout the whole movie which kind of makes it that much more disappointing
0: yeah I was kind of expecting like the whole identity crisis thing to be more of a problem with it throughout the movie
1: like it would get in
0: his way more
1: but it didn't or he would have some more self-discovery or
0: or he'd go off the deep end
1: (laughs) yeah (sighs) what do I say about this movie I don't know I think we did I'll say really solid first act pretty standard middle of the road second and third act I would say, with some standout funny moments to me. Okay, uh, I would like to read this quote from the screenwriter Max Landis.
0: Should we make this a dramatic reading?
1: This is, yeah, you can you can if you want. All right. You can listen to my tone of voice and then come up with some kind of music that fits it, I guess, to put in the background. Okay,
0: well, <laughs> here, make it a a dramatic reading, Michael. Have, okay, have to put the feeling into it.
1: Well, I feel like I should kind of read it as much like Max Landis would have said it. Oh, okay. Right?
0: Do you know what Max Landis sounds like? He's a like?
1: very fast-talking, like, on cocaine kind of guy. Oh, gosh. I don't
0: even know what kind of music I'd put to this and then. And
1: I don't even know if I can talk as fast as he would have said this. But He's a very talkative person, I guess. A very, uh, he... he speaks his mind okay well uh give it a try and go okay so landis criticized the film's poor box office performance on his twitter stating so here's an interesting question american ultra finished dead last at the box office behind even mission impossible and the man from uncle american ultra was also beaten by the critically reviled hitman agent 47 and sinister despite being a better reviewed film than either which leads me to a bit of a conundrum why American Ultra had good ads, big stars, a fun idea, and honestly, it's a good movie. Certainly better, in the internet's opinion, than other things released on the same day. If you saw it, you probably didn't hate it, so I'm left with an odd thing here, which is that American Ultra lost to a sequel, a sequel reboot, a biopic, a sequel, and a reboot. It seems the reviews didn't even matter, the movie didn't matter. The argument that can and will be made is big-level original ideas don't make money. Am I wrong? Is trying to make original movies in a big way just not a valid career path anymore for anyone but Tarantino and Nolan? That's the question. Am I wrong? Are original ideas over? I wanted to pose this to the public because I feel, put lightly, confused. What do you think about that?
0: I think I'm not going to put any kind of dramatic reading music to that because that's a genuinely good question. Yeah. Well, shit. (laughs) I mean, he's got a point.
1: He has a really good point, and I agree with it. Honestly, this isn't a great movie. No. But it should have done better than it did. Yeah. It it should have at least made its money back and then some. So do you think mm. people are just not interested in original movies anymore? I, well, well, movies like it nowadays been, Toy Story 4 is making a billion dollars?
0: It, it could be circumstantial, because a lot of those things you mentioned were sequels, yeah?
1: Yeah.
2: there
0: There is something to wanting to know how the story progresses versus going to see something new. Like, I... I want to finish my TV show before I go start a new one.
1: But in order to see how a movie progresses, you first have to see how a movie starts.
0: But if you've already seen the start and then another one comes up at the same time as your second season of your other one starts, you're going to watch the second season of your other one first, right? Before you watch the first season. Yeah, because you want to finish the story.
1: And so so many of these quote-unquote pilots, let's call them, like American Ultra, they just don't ever get picked up for a franchise because
0: because everyone's busy shitting all over the second season
1: (laughs) yeah see that's the thing it's because like so many of these sequels and reboots come out and they're even more disappointing than the original movies that are coming out and then people complain that original movies aren't being made because nobody is going to see them (laughs) even though they're better
0: i think we've just stumbled onto something michael which is the same realization that most people have come to but won't do anything about.
1: Yeah. It's, I don't know, it's a thing that I say a lot, is that the movies you want to see are out there. They're still making them. It's just you're not going to see them. That's why I really like kind of going out of my way to watch these lesser-known independent movies, so to speak. Hmm. You might stumble upon a gem like a Hail Caesar
0: Hail Caesar was great. I do enjoy that one.
1: But sometimes you'll come across one you don't like. Do like not say it. Frank? Is that the one that I no, should No, I thought you were going
0: to say Gothica. But speaking of... Oh,
1: that too.
0: <laughs> Frank Report. Oh, Frank Report.
1: <laughs> we're bringing it back again.
0: Yes, okay. we are. Cool. Still don't like it.
1: Oh, okay.
0: <laughs> but for a new reason
1: now. Oh, really?
0: Yep. I just hate that main character <laughs> so much. Uh, Donald Gleason? Yeah. I... I don't like him <laughs> i got to thinking about him more and it's like wow what a leech i'm usually the leech this is why i don't like he's, you
1: he's like your everyday guy exactly he shouldn't have been there he didn't like, need to be there that's like the point
0: i know though. But, he,
1: he was the stand-in
0: for the audience well i know but that's that's why i didn't like it oh okay i mean they did it they did it well because it, it Express the idea that they wanted to me, the audience. Mm-hmm. But that's why I don't like him because they did it too well. They made me feel a thing mm. that I don't like, which is that's exactly a movie's job. Oh yes, is to make you. I agree. Think
1: about yourself. Well, not all movies, but a lot of them. Some movies. Yeah, the good I ones. think you do like this movie because this is the second it sticks week in my mind. Exactly. And I don't You're want it there. You're Thinking about I it. I don't want it there. My update. Uh, it's still holds it's uh five out of
2: five
1: Uh, i kind of want to buy it actually just to have it in my collection am i allowed to come over and burn it no because then i would have to buy it again oh unless you mean by burn it you mean like burn your own copy nobody burns discs
0: anymore (laughs) michael that's so 2010 2000 and late i'm
1: 3008 you're so 2000 and late how'd you jump to the future so quick because i'm Fergalicious. Why didn't
0: you tell me? That's, uh, Black I, Eye I could have reference. been making money off of okay. this. Okay.
1: Let's move. All right. Wiggle, 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 wiggle.
0: Yeah. There, I've moved.
1: Wiggle, 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 wiggle. Yeah. I'm sexy and uh, no wit. Okay. What is our next segment? <laughs> yeah.
0: You always forget. It's picking the next movie.
1: Oh, yeah. Okay. It's my turn now. Uh, yes. It's because I picked and then you picked american ultra and now i pick again. no 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 wait when is the uh technically this week is supposed to be the listener's choice poll but we can't do that because i would have had to have put up the twitter poll last week so i'm gonna pick well no wait we could put it up this week yeah that's what we're gonna do oh but okay. first i need to pick a movie gotcha so this is too complicated (laughs) we've made this too complicated
0: for ourselves it's
1: not complicated for the listeners though all they have to do is at the end of this episode go on to twitter and vote for the next movie okay that's all they need to know all right that's all you have to do (laughs) okay uh so we need to put some names into a hat oh shoot i need to get the hat okay hold on oh very nice hat thank you very nice sun hat uh i was just thinking and i do want to point out that it is probably he max landis was probably pretty biased to talk about and criticize people not going to see his movie because his movie that he wrote is so good but i think that his point still stands
0: uh yes i agree yeah Okay. okay uh now i need names to put into the hat
1: Okay, well, have we done Jesse Eisenberg before? No, I don't think we have. Throw him in. And Who else? We'll, we'll do Kristen Stewart. Um, let's do Connie Britton. 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 Uh, John Leguizamo? You're going to have to spell that. Uh, just, it doesn't matter as long as I can read it.
0: <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I have spelled out something, but it's not that. So
1: how many was that? That is four. Okay. And we're doing five? We're, we can do five, yeah. Would you rather do Bill Pullman, who was the head CIA guy? He's been in stuff like uh, Independence Day. Or Tony Hale, who Tony was Master
0: Bluth. Because I have not seen
1: him in a lot of movies, but I'd oh, be cool. curious what else he's done. He has been he's plays a lot of bit parts in a lot of movies, actually.
0: Also, I've just realized I did leave the air conditioner on again. Hopefully it's not as noticeable as last episode. Aww. I'm not going to bother to... I'm not going to turn it off now. It'll probably
1: be more noticeable in your mic because you're closer and you're. Yeah, it's like pointed directly at it, too. Okay. Put that in a hat. Hand me the hat. Awesome. Here's the hat, sir. Okay, let's see if we can hear it. I am collecting a piece of paper right now. I have it in hand. You can hear it. You hear that? Yep. Okay, cool. And our winner is. Mm-hmm. Can I get a drum roll sure. please? I'm kind of disappointed. John Leguizamo! Oh! And you're actually pretty close on the. Uh, I am not. I spelled out Lazogno. Leg- <laughs> John Lanzognomo.
2: <laughs>
1: yes. John Leguizamo is our winner. And I'm picking the movie. Yep. I'm so tempted to pick the happening right
0: now. <laughs> one okay, one of us hasn't have okay, one of a ha, uh, one, one of, of us, us. <laughs> <laughs>
2: one of, of us, us
0: one of us okay, one <laughs> of us has to have not seen the movie. Or uh-huh. rather that's how I would prefer it to be. It's not a rule,
1: but it's it's a guideline. More what you call guidelines yes, there you go. than actual rules. Okay, well, John Leguizamo was in Spawn. <laughs> have you ever seen that? Not not the movie, no. Neither have I, but I've heard it's terrible. He was in John Wick and John Wick Chapter 2. I haven't seen John Wick ta- Chapter 2, and I kind of do want to. That would be just a total love fest from me. I love that movie. Okay, well, i listened... far away
0: from you <laughs> if you do.
2: <laughs>
1: um, Anyone who has listened to our best of 2017 podcast oh gosh please don't if you haven't would uh would know how much i love john wick chapter two he was in all the ice age movies he was yeah he's sid the sloth oh oh this okay this movie was really good chef i was showed the, you that movie john favreau you did yes I made you all sit down and watch that. Thank you, thank you for that because I love that movie. And Matt
0: complained, was like, "Why did you make us watch this?" (laughs) I was like, "I thought it was good." Yeah, no, that one's really good. Uh, Yeah, no, a friend showed me that, and I was like, "I'm gonna share this with my
1: friends back home," (laughs) and then I did, and everyone was like, "What?" Man, he's all over the board. He was in One for the Money with Katherine Heigl.
2: Not heard of that.
1: Uh, The counselor. That What's was that. That was one of the movies that was on our last listeners' choice poll. It has Michael Fassbender in it? Gamer. 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 It's been
0: so long since I've seen that movie. I would count that if you oh. really wanted to go all the way back to that.
1: But you've seen it and I've seen it, yeah. and so I can't do the happening.
0: I'd prefer you didn't, at least.
1: This might be tough. Titan A.E. Oh, I remember that. I've never seen that one. You've never. Have we done an animated movie for the podcast?
0: I feel like we must have. No,
1: I guess we haven't. That might be an interesting one to do. That, that
0: one was an old old movie. It wasn't like great or anything, but it was it was one that Matt would constantly just put on to watch oh, really? all the time. And so that's the only reason I ever saw it. I remember enjoying it. I, it, I think you'd like it.
1: Based on just these stills. It, it reminds
0: me a little bit of Treasure Planet.
1: That's what I was going to say. It looks like it was a competitor to Treasure Planet in a way. Matt Damon is in it. Drew Barrymore. Bill Pullman. If we had drawn Bill Pullman, I could have chosen this one too. John Leguizamo, Nathan Lane, Ron Perlman. Really? Yeah. Let me just do a quick scan through here, see if there's anything else that jumps out to me. Man, Spawn might... Spawn Gamer or Titan AE. Really? Just because I think those would be bad and, and fun to, <laughs> to make fun of. Oh. Not John Wick? Holy cow, dude. Uh oh. What about the Super Mario Brothers movie? I've was, seen it. He was Luigi.
0: Oh my gosh he was. I didn't even realize until you said the words and then my
1: brain just <laughs> went and poof and then, oh no. I've never seen that. Oh. We're watching it. We? <laughs> I hate it, but we're watching it. He was in Die Hard too. No, no. Nope, nope, we're watching Mario. Okay, let's watch the Super Mario Brothers movie. <laughs> I'm sad we're not watching Tiny, but... Hold on. Let me make sure there's a place to watch it actually and it hasn't just been erased. Oh, from that's existence. a good point. That's Super a very good point. Super Mario Bros. Oh man, you'd hate
0: it so much. It'd be great. <laughs> Okay. It's one of those movies that goes from bad, from so bad it's good, all the way to back just... to bad again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Uh. Hold hold oh, on. it's such a wild ride. Let me see if I can. Don't even like thinking about it. It's that bad, but ah, oh, so just watching you watch it would make looks my day.
1: Like I can rent it, maybe. Well, now hold on. I didn't say it was worth money. <laughs> hold on. If I can rent it, rent it for how much? Okay, you can't even rent it on Amazon Prime. I'd have to buy the DVD. For how much? Four bucks. <laughs> 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 wow. Uh, Free delivery Tuesday, it says. There's no digital copy anywhere? No, it doesn't look like you can watch it anywhere online. All right, well, check for Titan AE then and Spawn. Titan AE, I know, is on HBO because I just added it to my watch list like two days ago.
0: Okay, so, <laughs> so up to you, buddy. Uh, I know okay. for sure the episode will be interesting if we
1: do the Mario movie. Mm-hmm. If we do Titan A.E. I don't want to buy it and then wait for it to be shipped to me and then <laughs> watch it. Okay, this is what I'm going to do. Okay. I'm going to say we will watch Titan A.E., Okay, but, but with the mm-hmm. stipulation, if somebody... Reaches out to us on Gmail or Twitter and says, "No, you have to do the Super Mario Brothers movie. Then I will get on Amazon <laughs> and I will buy it and have it shipped to us, just so you can listen to us, watch, or talk about the Super Mario Brothers movie." Well,
0: okay, so we're going to watch Titan
1: Yes. Yes. And unless.
0: Then, well, so how much time do they have?
1: Until uh.
0: Intel. So they basically have two weeks. Well, damn, that's a good question. Yeah, how how, how much time do you want to give them to reach out to you? Because they're also going to be this episode
1: is going to come out this Wednesday, yes. right? So then they're also going to be
0: voting on what they're gonna
1: for that listeners' choice poll. Yeah. Uh, let me do what you did last time. Actually, I'm not going to say that we're going to watch Titan Titanic for sure. I want to look at the casts of all the movies and what would make the best listeners' choice. Oh, okay. possibilities good 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 idea Michael Jai White got Martin Sheen you looking at Titan E yeah DB Sweeney Melinda Clark uh Frank Welker he's in that uh, what was the other one? Spawn Spawn I was looking that was the one I was looking at sorry I wasn't paying attention to
0: your uh, own mind thoughts?
1: No to you <laughs> <laughs> I see how this is. Uh oh gamer was the oh, other. Oh gamer, one. that's right. He plays Freak in Gamer. Oh, that one. Okay, that one has Gerard Butler, Michael C. Hall, Ludacris, Kyra Hedgwick, Logan Lerman, Allison Loman. Oh, she was in a really who good was that? Nicolas that Cage movie? Which one?
0: You're showing me an image, but I don't I I she's, don't know who that is. She's cute, right? Sure.
1: Oh, she was in Drag Me to Hell. Don't know that one either. (laughs) Um, Oh, the Nicolas Cage movie I'm talking about is uh, Matchstick Men. Never seen it. Super underrated. It's great. Damn, Terry Crews, he's in Gamer. This is hard. (laughs) I don't like this. Who came up with this idea? You did. (laughs) Well, no, wait. Your, Your friend at work did. Oh, yeah, that's true. So blame him. Ooh, how about Collateral? Now, see, now I'm adding more movies than our possibilities. Screw it. We're going to watch Titan A.E. Okay. For our next episode.
0: Cool? Cool. Cool.
1: Yes. So our next segment would be the mail segment. Yes. Tell us, Michael. Do you have
0: any mail? Okay. Or do we
1: have any mail? Wait. Hold on. Oh, damn it. That's just from Google. Well what does Google say Michael? They say help us protect you. Security advice from Google. Well tell me, how can they protect me Michael? Uh it confirm your recovery email. Oh. <laughs> well um, are you going are you going to confirm it? No. Oh.
0: Uh, well, how are they supposed to protect us? I mean us, you would
1: have to do it. It's your email. Oh, it, oh mine is the recovery yeah. email. Yeah, cuz you created the Gmail oh, account. Oh, that's right. Uh so yeah no new emails nothing on twitter let me check twitter facebook There, I know there's nothing on facebook just general speakings to the actual
0: person of you at work no new
1: uh, tweets from anybody and before you say anything okay, yeah. I want to say that I don't want to do <laughs> <laughs> what you're going to tell me to do because it's getting stale okay
0: do you have another friend that we could call upon then? Perhaps uh, Christopher Walken. Christopher Walken, that's it. Uh,
1: huh? I don't know. My juices aren't flowing to like How? improvise this. Why don't you do an impression, uh, Brian?
0: I don't have like a specific impression though of anybody that I can do.
1: You can just do like racist
0: stereotypes of people or, <laughs> or what? Uh, I can't even think of anything off the top of my head. Let's just
1: let Walt rest. Let's just let Walt rest for a little bit.
0: You know what? What? Uh, Just tell me where he's at. I'll go murder him, and then we'll never have to hear about him ever
1: again. You can't do that. Why not? Because if you did that, then this would be like your your, uh, declaration of guilt. He's a fictional character that I can kill.
0: That's the nice thing about I, fictional you, characters. I can I can murder them all I like, and no well, one can tell me that would be anything.
1: like murdering a part of me, Brian. I can't let you do that.
0: Let me ask you something, Michael. Do you want this part of you to exist? Yes, Are I you like. Sure?
1: Uh, I like all parts of myself, <laughs> even the crazy sad shit. So that's from a movie. <laughs> most of you is from
0: a movie michael i uh, know
1: <laughs> walt is probably he is from a movie
0: he's mark Wahlberg. kind of walt <laughs> impression he's like if walt
1: actually it's not even an original impression it's like a bit that we stole from saturday night live really <laughs> yeah andy sandberg does a impression of mark walberg oh. where he talks to farm animals
0: i didn't know that's where you came up with that from actually yeah. I, I thought you were being original now my opinion is less of you
1: do we have any other segments do you have any other ideas for segments i mean if we're doing walt marlberg and people hate walt marlberg then they haven't said one a way or November the other really
0: to. you're the one who hates walt yeah, no, this hate nobody him. listens to this nobody i guess yeah that's true
1: except matt
0: and even him and he doesn't even comment so is he really listening
1: i don't know there's no way to be sure yeah far as we know he's a ghost Please. we
0: haven't seen him in a long time
1: send us a comment or a, a message anything really just kind. know
0: that you're alive
1: yeah uh we should come up with something new here tell, I think tell something tired. to
0: your past self my past self your past self no. more specifically your past self from the very beginning of this episode
1: i tell stuff to my past self all the time because i'm like you idiot why did you do that <laughs> such, such a piece of shit
0: well more specifically tell something to the past itself at the beginning of the episode before the episode really started so in the stinger we get to talk to our to our to our stinger selves
1: okay uh well,
0: what was the show like tell, tell them
1: hey uh michael you you did a really good job with that that opening stinger and uh just want you to know that that dragon's candy uh energy drink did not mess you up at all it uh it was pretty good and you should probably drink more of them and not it was not a sponsor by the way just want to make that very clear and uh lots of
0: ands in this sentence
1: (laughs) and it was a great show you were you were right to be excited to be a part of it very good I, i think that This was a very unique adventure.
0: (laughs) Hey, Pastor Brian, I know you're about to tell Michael that you have a new VR headset, but keep that secret in for
1: just a little while
0: longer. Promise you it's worth it. There you go. Cool. All right.
1: I like it. Uh, Goodbye, everyone. Hit him with the socials, Brian. that's
0: right. We have socials. God damn it. Okay.
1: Well, how do you expect people to write to us if they don't know how to write to us? (sighs) You know what? You make a
0: valid point. I'm sorry. (laughs) <laughs> I'm trying to remember the socials. <laughs> um, okay, we have an email at yes. mostlymoviespod at gmail dot com. That's correct. And we have a Twitter. Uh, Twitter handle is mostly movies. Is it the Mostly Movies Podcast or is it just Mostly Movies Pod? That's it. Yeah. Really? Yep. Oh, okay.
1: At just Mostly Movies Pod. At
0: Mostly Movies Pod. I don't even know how Twitter works. I don't use Twitter.
1: What else do we have?
0: We have a just a we have we have a Facebook. Yeah what's it called the Mostly Movies podcast I assume that's correct you manage all of these so I don't
1: know why I'm doing this (laughs) because it's fun
0: just just
1: hearing you stumble through it valid point Uh, I think that's it
0: but if you do want to send us any kind of information at all I know that the few people who we know for sure listen to this uh, do see us in real life so please just direct your questions hand us a physical letter sealed and everything and we will open it on the podcast how about that if you don't want to have... Real to, mail. Yeah. yeah, real mail. If you don't want to have to go through all the junk of sending an email, you know, you got to type all those letters. That's just silly. Print out something. Then stick it in an s- envelope. That's more lick work. it. No, no. And then you and then you give it to either me or Michael, depending on which one of us you actually know. Or both. doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Maybe give us both the letter. I don't know. And we'll, we'll keep it sealed and waiting until the podcast and arrives. Then, and we'll, then during the mail segment, we will open it. Mm-hmm. That sounds more exciting. We'll
1: have a letter opener ready to go.
0: Yep. I don't have one, but I'll get one.
1: Okay. I think that's about it.
0: All right. Now can we say goodbye? Yeah. All right.
2: Goodbye. Bye. Begin the relaxation. Put my
1: cans on. Oh. Oh shit. (laughs) <laughs> ah oh, I'm being pinched. I don't know stop it uh okay, just Ow, just okay uh, oh there you go. I got it okay. <laughs> okay. hello listeners, get ready for the best damn oral of your life, and that's do not phrase it like that and that is a u r a l what? oral like your ears. So not a, oral like mouth, but oral, A-U. So we're
0: giving a blowjob to your eardrums.
1: No, because it's spelt differently, Brian. <laughs> oral. It, hmm. Not oral, O-R-A-L, but A-U-R-A-L. Hold on, I have to fix my microphone. It's doing weird things again. As in like auditory. Never mind.
0: So we're not giving blowjobs to our eardrums.
1: You can give a blowjob to as many eardrums as you want, but I, I'm i not going to be a part of it. Well,
0: I thought that was physically impossible, so that's why I was confused when I heard you say that, because I thought you were promising me a thing that I thought was impossible.
1: Um, I don't think it would be a blowjob, it would be more like, uh, cunnilingus, right? You'd just be, like, tongue in people's ears. (laughs) Alright, I'm gonna clap, and then it's gonna be over. Ready? Ah! Uh, Clap. That was a terrible clap. I have a mic, like... There we go. That's it. You
2: wouldn't have heard those last two bits because it stopped recording after I clapped. Right, of course. Right, got it. Yep. Bye.